There's a lot of misunderstanding and myths out there when it comes to what a gluten-free diet means. If you're told to go on a gluten-free diet, the amount of information to wade through can be overwhelming. Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits podcast. This is Gloria Tsang, editor-in-chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is nutrition expert Shelley Case, author of the book "Gluten-Free Diet: A Comprehensive Resource Guide." She's here today to give us a lowdown on gluten-free living. Thank you for joining me, Shelley. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you today. So, what's gluten, and what foods contain gluten? Well, gluten is the general name for specific proteins that are found in the grains wheat, barley, and rye. And when someone that has um, a disease called celiac disease, when they eat anything, any foods that are derived from those uh, grains, they cause a toxic reaction in their small intestinal tract and causes a whole host of symptoms. So, how do people know whether they have celiac disease or no? What what symptoms do they will they experience? Well, that's what makes it so challenging because unlike diabetes and other diseases um, where they tend to have just a few symptoms, celiac disease. Um, someone that has it can have a variety of symptoms that range from gastrointestinal problems such as abdominal pain, bloating, gas, diarrhea, or constipation, or both. Uh, but they can also have other symptoms. It can be things like um, bone and joint pain, migraine headaches, canker sores, um, uh, easy bruising of the skin, depression, uh, chronic fatigue, anemia. Uh, a secondary lactose intolerance, uh, menstrual irregularities, infertility, uh, just a whole range of symptoms that vary from person to person, which is why it's so difficult to diagnose. So, are there any diagnosed tests that one can go through to make that diagnosis? Yes, uh, there are two tests that are used. One is a screening test, and it's a blood test, and they're looking for the specific antibodies to gluten. And although this is a, a very good screening test that the family doctor can order, uh, it's only about 90 to 95 percent accurate. In other words, you'll miss some cases of celiac disease, especially those with early uh, early disease, because the the blood test doesn't tend to trip positive until the person's had a significant amount of damage in the gastrointestinal tract. So the only way that we can diagnose celiac disease definitively is through what we call a small intestinal biopsy, where the gastroenterologist will go down and through the mouth and into the stomach and the small intestine and take four or five samples, biopsy samples, to look to see if there is actual damage to the absorbing surfaces of the small intestinal tract, and those are called villi. Mm. Now, so you mentioned about celiac disease, and and in a nutshell, who else should be on a gluten-free diet? Well, we know that there's people that actually can have uh, gluten intolerance or gluten sensitivity that don't have celiac disease, and they may have some similar sy- symptoms such as gastrointestinal problems, and, and they would also need to follow a gluten-free diet. The third group that would maybe purchase gluten-free products would be those with a wheat allergy. Uh, now, people with a wheat allergy only have to eliminate the grains, wheat, and, and the related grains like spelt and kamut, but uh, they don't have to avoid uh, barley and rye. But nevertheless, if a person with a wheat allergy was buying gluten-free foods, they know it would be safe for, uh, for uh, the, uh, their diet. Now, so how do we know a food is gluten-free? I mean, obviously, we can look for a logo, but for those that don't have a logo, so how do we know? 
Well, first of all, I always teach uh, my clients to look for the words wheat, rye, or barley, but that, that's uh, not always easy because in Canada here, we have some exemptions to our labeling regulations uh, compared to the United States. So, for example, a company could put modified food starch or hydrolyzed vegetable protein or um, seasoning blend on the label, and they wouldn't have to declare that it contains a wheat, rye, or barley derivative. Whereas in the U.S., if wheat is used in any food products, it can't be hidden. Uh, it has to be declared on the label. So uh, Health Canada is making some changes to their labeling regulations that would make it easier for people with celiac disease and food allergies so that all of the major allergens and gluten sources would have to be declared on the label. Mm. Now let's talk about another hot topic. And every time when we talk about gluten-free, this always comes up, and that's autism. Are there any evidence that a gluten-free diet can prevent or manage symptoms of autism? Well, autism, of course, is a very complex disorder, and we don't have a lot of information about um, what causes autism and, uh, of course, treatment. And so um, there are some anecdotal reports that um, children that with autism may, <clears throat> excuse me, may be uh, helped by uh, eliminating gluten and the protein, uh, dairy protein called casein, uh, but there is hardly anything in the literature to show that it hasn't any effect. But nevertheless, a lot of parents are trying their children on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, and we're hearing, you know, various reports of it helping. I think uh, what my message is to people with autism uh, is certainly to work with a registered dietitian because once you start eliminating a lot of foods, uh, gluten and, and casein uh, excludes a lot of foods, as you can appreciate. Uh, and when a, with a growing child, and particularly children with autism, tend to be very picky eaters to start with, it's important that they work with a dietitian to make sure they're meeting all their nutritional needs for growth and development. Mm -hmm. Now, we often focus on food. What about drinks? Um, well, the, the most obvious form is uh, of gluten in drinks is beer. Um, and beer, ale, and lager is made from barley, and so that is a prohibited grain. But the good news is there's lots of companies now bringing out uh, uh, gluten-free versions of beer using different grains, such as sorghum and rice and buckwheat. So that's one beverage people have to watch out for. Uh, and the other one uh, is... Uh, some cocktails and uh, uh, alcoholic beverages may have um, flavoring agents added to it, so some of the, the coolers and ciders may have a barley malt flavor added to it. But as far as things like distilled alcohol, rye, rum, gin, vodka, even if any of those were derived from a gluten-containing grain, the distillation process removes the protein, and so it's not in the final distillate. So therefore, people can drink uh, rye whiskey and, and other distilled alcoholic beverages. Great information. Now, let's talk about your book. It's often regarded as the Bible in the gluten-free community. Please tell our listeners what they can find in your book. Well, this is, uh, Gloria, this is my fourth edition of the book, The Gluten-Free Diet, A Comprehensive Resource Guide, and it is filled with um, detailed information about what foods and ingredients are allowed what you have to avoid and which ones you might have to question, as well as the, the labeling regulations for both the U.S. and Canada and around the world to help people understand uh, when they see the term gluten-free uh, or other labeling uh, components. I talk about all the, the different grains like amaranth, buckwheat, quinoa, flax, sorghum, and teff, and uh, how to use them, and recipes, and meal planning and shopping guidelines, how to prevent cross-contamination at home and away from home. And I also have lots of good nutrition information and healthy eating strategies and tips for eating out. 
And the, the very helpful part that a lot of people find uh, extremely useful is I have over 3,100 gluten-free specialty products listed by category and company name, and then I have a directory of more than 270 American, Canadian, and international companies, as well as a listing of gluten-free bakeries and gluten-free stores and distributors throughout North America. Uh, so it, it is a, a real help to people that have to follow the gluten-free diet because, I, in, in my opinion, as a dietitian, it's probably the most complex diet to follow. Absolutely. Great information. It is definitely a must-have for the people who have to go on a gluten-free diet. For more information about Shelly and her book, you can check out her website, glutenfreediet.ca. Thank you again for joining me, Shelly. Thank you so much, Corey. It was a pleasure. We've been talking to nutritionist Shelly Case, author of the book Gluten-Free Diet, a comprehensive resource guide. For more healthy eating tidbits and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.